breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The Glitter Boys! Welcome back to another episode of The Glitter Boys. This is yet another session recorded here in the studio with special guest host Just Jacob. Howdy! Matthew is still having some medical problems with his voice, so fortunately Jacob is here to uh, bring the palladium knowledge (laughs) (laughs) as best he can. As best I can. (laughs) So I wanted to start a new hopefully recurring segment. We have a lot of hopefully recurring segments, but we'll get to them someday. (laughs) Uh, So this one, however, I think is going to be fun because this is a check-in with what games we're running at home. Now, listeners might have heard me and Matthew in the past talk about some of our former games. Uh, When we started this podcast, we were in the middle of a game. Uh, Due to the whole COVID thing, we had so much more time and freedom to run these games. But uh, a lot of times, the things that started during the lockdown... As the world adjusted, all of that, that that strange new territory that we were all in became normal. And then we found new ways to fill that time. So those games are no more. But we just started a new one. <laughs> this, by the time this episode launches, I believe the day after is going to be our second session. Well, our second play session. We started a new Palladium Fantasy first edition campaign that just this past weekend. Well, no, one weekend ago. One weekend ago. Yeah. And it, we mostly did a lot of character creation because I'm kind of doing sort of a, a grand expedition caravan full of people kind of campaign. With an ensemble cast yeah, where yeah. each player has multiple characters and you swap out which character you're using as you feel or the GM gives you that. If you if you ever meet NPC in life, you'll understand that the man has very expressive eyebrows and you should pay <laughs> attention to what they're trying to communicate to you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have the eyebrow equivalent of, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Even when he can't help it. I would love to play poker with this man. (laughs) (laughs) I I have a bad, I have a hard time disguising what I'm thinking or how I'm feeling. Okay, so we started this new Palladium campaign. We actually got a little bit of play in too. Yes. And as Jacob was saying, the approach that we're taking here is that every player is going to have an array of characters. Now, unlike some other games of the current era that people are familiar with, like Dungeon Crawl Classics, we're not doing a funnel. The idea here is that every player will play a character that session. Mm-hmm. And the, the characters that are together just happen to be the ones who are together in the dungeon that you're exploring at that moment in time. We don't care what the others are doing. They're Somewhere doing something important as well off screen. It's a caravan. There's yeah. lots to do in a caravan. Yep. We've even got some hirelings. Mm-hmm. Mm, hirelings. Back from the good old days. Cannon fire. I mean, hirelings, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
we did manage to get some play in, like about two hours, mm-hmm. I think, of play with yeah. with three players. Let's see. Would you like to review the party, Jacob? Certainly. We had our goblin. Not kobold. Ho- kobold. Kobold. Why? I knew I was wrong with goblin. Kobold cleric of Loki. <laughs> Lochnar, but yes. Lochnar, that's yeah. right. And then a monk that was a devout pacifist. Yeah, yeah. A warrior monk that would be, not a warrior monk, sorry. The scholar monk from the Old Ones book. Uh, excellent. And then somebody decided to play a peasant that was a pathological coward. So the three of them somehow ended up being the first party of the campaign. So how'd that go, Jacob? <laughs> well, you know, it, it it went. We went out. We found the pass to the keep that we eventually need to find. And uh, then giant centaur-like bugs showed up, and things went super downhill from there. <laughs> I, you know, when you have a a cleric, a scholar monk who's a devout pacifist, and a pathological coward peasant, uh, you end up with a cleric suddenly doing a lot of the heavy lifting for combat. <laughs> yeah, it ended up being the cleric with a kobold made badass dagger. Yeah. Not, not magical, not, not at all, just badass kobold dagger with like a plus a billion <laughs> yes oh, plus three or plus four to like uh damage and a plus one to strike and parry or something yep she she wrecked house yeah, yeah she did well she, she, yeah, yeah yeah for her for first time playing palladium i think she did a very good very very good job yep. and that kobold was wonderful yes, yes absolutely yeah what i'm doing with priests in this campaign is i like the the old school approach of your priest doesn't just freely hand out heels. Right. What they do is they try to convince you to follow their God. Yes. And then once you are part of the faith, then they can regularly heal you. Which is going to have some interesting dynamics long term because we I do we already have more than one priest in the ensemble? I don't remember. Somebody might have made a priest as one of their other characters. Uh, I know some of the more interesting characters that have been made so far are we've got the really, really beautiful, stupid elf knight. Of course. Yeah, he's going to be great. We've got uh, oh, a troglodyte. We got a, somebody actually playing a troglodyte. No one ever plays. Oh, I troglodytes. love troglodytes. I love the palladium troglodytes. We got a troglodyte bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fascinating. Um, we have a gnome thief, and her whole shtick is like she's obsessed with nature. So whenever she picks a pocket, she also leaves a seed in the pocket. So it's <laughs> that that's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out. It's just an interesting. Oh yeah, the orcish long bowman. <laughs> yes, broken <laughs> who is, AF. <laughs> yeah. Who who is the companion to the elven knight? Yeah, going to yeah. be an interesting group. No, it was amazing that that particular party survived that encounter, given we were in a ravine, the pathological coward peasant spent the entire time hiding under the corpse of a bear, the scholar monks stood at the top watching things going on and yelling encouragement, and the priest was, well, 
stealing harm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the priest ended up being the major combatant there. Yeah. That was no, the only combatant there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the monk did drop down and distract because that's really all they can do is distract and dodge. But they dodge very well. And the monks in uh, first edition at least have the automatic dodge ability, which is pretty rad. Yes. So how much did you hate that peasant? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I did not hate the peasant at all. So <laughs> the way in my mind that this whole session played out was akin to a cold open of a new television show, you know, or the prologue of a book, the prologue. But 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 the good kind of prologue, not the disconnected, never going to see these characters again weird cliffhanger style of prologue that has become a lot more popular in the last couple of decades. I'm talking about the, the actual introduction happening before chapter one. Mm -hmm. And I think it worked very well as that. Like it introduced the camp. It introduced the, the details of while you're, why you were on the expedition of how you found all this stuff. We didn't waste any time with the journey. And, you know, we did all the shopping. We got all that done. And I decided, we're just going to start there. <laughs> you made it to your destination. Excellent. And I, I think it went well. Like, it introduced a lot of things. And I was able to use the way that it ended uh, to set up the two possible entrances to this dungeon. That Excellent. is going to be the grand focus of the, or the main focus of the next, of the first, I guess, chapter of this game. Yeah, no, I thought it went rather well. As I he says, being the person who was hidden under the corpse of a bear for mm -hmm. most of the game. <laughs> so I'm going to do something I don't normally do, and I'm going to give away what I'm doing with this campaign. Because it's not going to matter <laughs> if I say it. Because, well, if anybody is familiar with the old, old, old Dungeons & Dragons original modules... Back in the 70s and 80s era modules, things like B1 and B2, uh, Into the Unknown and Keep on the Borderlands and so on. I'm doing these, these modules. I am converting old school modules on the fly to Palladium's rules. Now, those modules, if you go back and take a look at them, are really bare bones. Very bare bones. Like, they don't even have keyed locations. So I'm using that as a way to fill something like these dungeons with the same basic premise of these dungeons, but with Palladium-style creatures, themes, wall dressings, gods, and all that kind of stuff. Please, for God's sake, when it gets to keep on the borderlands, nerf the illusions. Oh my God. The illusions and keep in the borderlands wrecked so many parties. <laughs> Palladium has its own systems of illusion magic. So if if I do end up pulling those illusions into the game, I'm going to use the Palladium take on illusions. Good, which, good, good, good. Which are different. Yeah, they, yep, very much so. They can be very deadly, yep. but they're different. And uh, so anybody in their group, yourself included, mm -hmm. who is familiar with these modules... Honestly, it's not going to matter because I'm doing them so differently. I'm simply using them as the base template. 
you know excellent even the maps some of the maps make no sense oh yeah and i'm like why this this is just the asshole room why is this even here <laughs> there and there's a lot of stuff in the older modules that are designed as time wasters yeah, absolutely doors that go nowhere right or um you know locks or, or trapped treasure chests with nothing in them or all different kind of things that are simply there to waste your time. And I don't, I don't do that. So I've made them more interesting or removed them outright. Perfect. That makes a lot of sense and gives me a lot of confidence <laughs> as opposed to, oh, God, keep on the borderlands and its illusions. <laughs> you know, I always felt that we talked about this in our previous discussion on AD&D AD and Palladium's Roots. A lot of the old school modules from AD&D and D&D and a lot of Palladium's first adventures, they don't actually have that many adventures, truth be told. Truth so be told. Most of their first adventures, though, like the Tombs of Gersidi and the Arms of Nargash Tor are inspired by those original adventures. The main difference being that when Kevin put out his adventures, he put room keys in there. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. They have content and there are ecologies. There are balances of realistic. There is a semblance of realism that somebody could come to this and think, yes, that makes sense. This group would rationally be here doing this thing in this location. Whereas in a lot of old school modules, like if you look at original Keep of the Borderlands, it didn't make any sense. No. Why are all of these ecologies anywhere from 15 to 40 feet from each other? Especially when <laughs> like the the lore around them says they're like adversely hostile to each other, kill on site, etc. Yeah. etc. Yeah, yeah. So I'm using it as a as my take on the old kingdom. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, no, I, having played with you a couple times, I was interested in seeing what you were going to bring to the table on this one. And so far, I have not been disappointed. So it's still early, it's still early, but so far, so good. Mm, thank you. It has been a while since I've started a game and very immediately been like, Okay, when can we play next? <laughs> can can we just can y'all just stay another couple hours? Or <laughs> can we make this a weekly thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't stop thinking about it. So I'm really glad that next week, or I should say by the time this releases tomorrow, is when we're gonna play again. Well, yeah, and uh while I will not be at the next session, uh, that's one of the great things about this ensemble cast style. Uh, you know, players can come in, come out, we can mix and match the party. Uh, and catching people up, it makes no problem. We're not gray bubbling people or anything mm -hmm. like that. It just flows well, and it should flow well. I've done similar things in the past. You know, the uh, for those, some may recognize the term, but the Caravan to the West style story and game, it has a lot of power to it, where you can have, oh, I don't know, a bunch of adults who like to role play but have lives <laughs> so players can drop in yeah. and drop out and while you do as a game master have to be a little bit tighter on your size of session and making sure you come to good solid endings with each session it, it adds so it's so freeing yeah it's not 
the kind of campaign where you have to worry about picking up the next session exactly where the previous one began. Mm-hmm. It, you can mm-hmm. if it works out that way, but you don't have to. Yeah. So I've talked a shitload about my game. Jacob, I understand that you have either just started or are putting together a game. Well, so as uh, longtime listeners to Breakfast Puppies podcast, including this one, uh, will be aware, um, I have been running the same Witcher game for a number of years. We finally wrapped it up just recently. Uh, just life had put too many things in the path and we were at a good point to end, so we ended. I am in the middle of starting a Delta Green game with some of the members from the Breakfast Pumpies community and a, an old friend of mine. Uh, and we are looking at starting that towards the beginning of next month. So the reports will be coming in. Uh, it's great because for those of you who are familiar with Delta Green, Delta Green's actually really great for dropping players who are not familiar with the setting or the system in because one of the conceits that's built into the system is folks who have no knowledge about what is going on in the world get accidentally pulled in <laughs> and um and then get to deal with the two greatest malevolent forces in the universe bureaucracy and cthulhu you got it <laughs> government bureaucracy and cthulhu I got it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no uh and uh so i'm looking forward to doing the reports uh, i have a bunch of jazzed players who are both uh terrified and uh excited which is how i like my groups to start i want to see like a comedy sketch called the dmv of dagon oh <laughs> oh yeah 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 that would that would be good. <laughs> and um, beyond that, I I am still working on a top secret project that is coming to fruition soon. Uh, NPC is probably slightly aware of this because I asked him to make some hidden channels on the Discord. Yep. And uh, I had hoped to go live with it sooner than this, but I had media partners involved. And, well, when they started getting shelled, their their lives kind of got turned upside down. And we had to work through some rights issues and some other things, but we're close to going live. But all I'm going to say is we might be going back to Nam, folks. <gasps> that's right i did make those channels honestly i i they've been sitting there and i've been waiting for you to ask about them but it was kind of like this Mm -hmm. because it was going to be initially a part of a shared media thing across video games uh other creator input and then i would be doing a role-playing segment and then, well, one dick country decided to invade another dick country, and mm-hmm. we lost over half of the creators involved who suddenly had to be more yeah. concerned about other things. Yeah, well, not to go too deep into that, but a number of my favorite video games and a number of my favorite video game modders and a number of coders that I follow, mm-hmm. like, all of a sudden just, like, either were, like, went silent or yep. were, yep. like sporadic and yeah. not able to continue their projects it was sad 
And, and since we were dealing yeah. with some, you know, you have to be mindful of, you know, this is one thing I'd put out there for anybody who's doing, I don't know what, I don't like the term performative role playing, uh, which came about when you got critical role and stuff coming in. But when you're working in role playing in the media space and you're sharing content that's been partially made by other creators, you've got to be respectful to those other creators. And so it took a great while for very valid reasons to hammer out some of like the graphics I was going to be using and some of the other stuff. So well, hopefully that takes a turn for the better. And oh, we got everything hammered okay. out. I just got to start writing. I've been greenlit to run on my own. So we're That's charging awesome. forward. I, I went in. famous last words my friend (laughs) and speaking of famous last words let's go ahead and close this out this has been our first of what i hope will be many many recurring campaign updates it's sad when a campaign dies but it's great when you get when it keeps going and you get to keep talking about it yeah Uh, thanks for listening folks we'll catch you next time see ya Starships, magic, mystic martial arts, romance. All of these can be found in A Cloak of Blades by Isaac Sher. You might have heard my name before. I've done a lot of voiceover work for Breakfast Puppies. And I've recently released my first novel. It's available on Amazon as an ebook and paperback. And you can get it for free if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. I do hope you'll support my work as you're supporting Breakfast Puppies. And it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Have a good one. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. 